Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and if you don't shut up, you won't be invited to the chunk. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. That's, good. Uh, I'm, That's some I'm, real Super guys, Mario. I was about to say, you don't know how hard I had to try to not make that Super Mario. I can give you, you another read as Mario. No, that's good. If you don't shut up, you won't be invited to the chunk. To the chunk. I'm Carter, and don't worry. Your hunk is probably in Valhalla. <laughs> and it was why? a hunk. It was yeah, a hunk. why? Hey, why are you the hunk? Man, I'm the hunk in the way that you can just, like, get through... A case of the Mondays, you know, or you like get mm-hmm. through a cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. like You're Garfield. Like, oh, the, funny the traffic cat. was awful, but at least I'm home. You know that wonderful relief you get when yeah. you're like, I'm home. I get to shower the grime off from just sitting for so long. I had a, a family vacation recently, uh, and my brother-in-law Dillman was there, and I managed to get through I, over probably over a hundred hours of Dillman, who is our current arch nemesis wow. to the podcast. Wow. Got through it, slogged through, like in a mud run. I've seen videos. I've never done it, but I imagine that's yeah. what it feels like. No, that seems hard. I wouldn't do that. But made it made it through, and I'm on the other end, and I'm, I'm feeling better. I still wow. feel like I've got the long Dillman. Uh, yeah. Still feeling some <laughs> a of the lot effects. Of, a lot of researchers can't really, yeah, they don't know yeah. what's going to happen to people who have long Dillman. Yeah, there just hasn't been enough time, I feel like, to gather the necessary information on the long-term effects yeah. of yeah. Dillman. Yeah, so... I've got to test to see if it comes back negative, but it's been testing positive for a few days, but I think I'll be and fine. And that, that, that's good. That yeah. sample is taken rectally from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes sense metaphorically. Sure. Uh, actually, <laughs> Dillman, love, I love you, brother. I, I, I love you. He's Dillman. He has his fingers crossed. I love you, man. He's shaking his head no while he says this. Dillman, I love you so much. <laughs> his fingers are crossed. <laughs> No, that's my cup. I'm just getting a drink. What flavor is it? Deception? <laughs> Dishonesty? Uh, kind of like a pineapple. It's like someone cleaned a cup with pineapple hand soap. Yeah. Huh. And there's just another weird. Topo, Topo Chico in it. Just a suggestion of bad pineapple. <laughs> yeah. It is the conclusion of Summer of Love. Yeah, I Five. guess it is. I guess it is. We're at the end now. <laughs> Summer of Love and um, one other element, of course. Because um, yep. we are reviewing the new Marvel outing starring Christopher Hemsworthian himself. The movie is known as Thor, Thor Love and, and Thunder. Thunder. Uh, and I'd love to get crack a and talking about it. But first, I need for my good friend Duzois to synopsify me, Captain. This week's IMDb synopsis has no author which of course means Perfect. that it sprung fully formed from the head Perfect. of Russell Crowe. You Crow. know, yeah. just like I know that that man would have skipped three or four better synopsis just have to, to get to one without Look at author. this right here. Look on my screen. Is there only two? There, there are only two. Wow. Can you read it as Russell Crowe's Zeus? Oh, do, wait. Do we want people to listen to this episode? No, no maybe never. Not. We never want people to okay. listen. Okay, okay. Thor's retirement is interrupted. No, it's... it's- <laughs> That was grew. That it. was grew. That was that was grew a little bit. Do you guys want to do? Do you guys want to do Minions: Rise of Grew instead of Thor: Love and Thunder? <laughs> a little. <laughs> a little, I do. Thor's retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjolnir, as the mighty Thor. Together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Now, have the two, did y'all, y'all didn't see it together. You couldn't have. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Have y'all talked about it? Have y'all been as tight-lipped with each other as you have with me? Because no, I've only talked to Jess about it. Wow, this is fun. This yep. is always a good time. We're all going to hear each other's first impressions. First opinion. Eh? For the first, first time. The first time we talk about it. I'll start disappointed, Jordan is. Disappointed Ooh. in the movie, Jordan is. This was your most anticipated one, huh? It was, yeah. Well. Talk me through it. 
Um, yeah. Do the podcast. Yeah. I figured that would just be the rest of the episode, but. <laughs> well, well, podcast. Yeah, I figured that would just be the rest of the episode. Um, man, A, number one, um, it's the curse of high expectations, certainly. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's a bit of it for me. It's the curse of being the follow-up to my third favorite MCU movie ever. Mm. Yeah. Ragnarok is so good. Yeah. This movie um, was, well, well, I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was as bad as Multiverse of Madness, certainly. Um, yeah. Which I, which I have only gotten more sour on as time has gone on. Yeah. Um, this movie had moments and elements that were like so good. But by and large, I, I think that this movie was a swing and a miss for me, and it, it's for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. Um, it's not my super dump because it is more emblematic of the MCU as a whole. We talked about it a little bit in Mini Monday yesterday, but this movie to me more than any movie so far is evidence that Marvel has no plan whatsoever to do anything. Hmm. Um, Why specifically? Why this movie specifically? Because we had what is supposed to be the biggest threat of the current phase of the MCU as one of the uh, main threats in a TV show starring Thor's brother, who he doesn't know isn't dead, and uh, never did anything feels like with maybe, that. Feels like maybe that's the thread we should have followed up here. Feels like this should have been Loki time-dooring his way to find Thor to get him to help. Look, it just seems like to me that there should have, maybe instead of uh, a post-credit scene revealing uh, Roy Kent, Roy Kent, he's here, he's there, he's now in the MCU, instead of revealing him, which which, by the way, who cares? Because they're never going to do anything with him. This is Nova Uh, at the end of Guardians 2. This is nothing. This is, well, yeah, this is Adam Warlock. Well, Adam Warlock is cast and going to be in Guardians 3. But this is, sure. He's cast. It's Will Poulter. Yeah, great. He's on set filming. I've seen photos of it. Great. I mean, he's going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Great. But this uh, is exactly Harry Styles at the end of Eternals. Sure. Where I'm, it's, this is the worst kind of post credit scene. Yes. It was exciting once upon a time, but now I don't care at all when some new actor walks up and winks at the camera and says, I have muscles now too. And then it cuts to black. Yep. And it's like, oh, I'm excited to see him in 15 years. So that, it just feels like maybe the post credit scene should have been... Thor and new adopted daughter of Gore the God Butcher hanging out on the back mm-hmm. porch when Loki and uh, isn't that Hemsworth's actual daughter? By the way, that I don't know. I wanted to look that up. That would make a lot of sense. I think um, that's so fun. But just she's funny, by the way. To get uh, Loki and is it what, what's her the name she was been going by? Not Lady Loki, but Sylvie. Sylvie. If Loki and Sylvie yeah. show up and we get a yeah. oh my god, you're not dead. Wait, who's the girl? No, wait, who's that girl? And then we get that fun thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I'm disappointed by once again the lack of connective tissue. But also, if you want to make, yeah. if you want to make Jane Foster Thor, rather than some convoluted plot about the hammer turning her into Thor, why don't we use, like, I don't know, some sort of like multiverse <laughs> to bring no, in a version no, of Jane that no. is Thor? You can do that. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with this, with Jane becoming Thor like this. I think her dying at the end of this movie feels like, Natalie Portman is a fantastic actor. Yes. Natalie was almost my super dump for this movie. Oh, really? Because it seems she, like, comedically, timing-wise, does not gel with the rest of this cast in any way. And I think they probably realized that early on and wrote her character to be specifically kind of awkward and and weird like that because I think that's Natalie herself probably. Sure. But man, like she very vocally was like, I'll never do one of these again. I hated my experience working on those. Reportedly, almost everybody involved in the production of Thor The Dark World tried to get out of their contract during the movie because it was a nightmare. Uh, But like she was so vocal, I'm never coming back. I don't want to do this again. And then was here. I'm and sure like, this was a better experience than that. I'm sure. Absolutely was a better experience than that. But it's just like, man, this is. She is not. I don't know. Uh, Natalie Portman, I have thought, has a good sense of humor or she's more charming on that scale to me and just things that I've seen yeah. her in before. I really don't know if she's. I caught myself being like, this feels awkward. Has she? She's never done anything this blatantly funny, like in this vibe. Right. Like she's in a world. That is Taika's world, right? Right, and Taika's right. world is always not bizarre anything I've ever seen her in, at least, and really funny and really like reiterating a joke over and over again. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it did seem kind of weird. I really enjoyed the movie. Oh, good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked the movie a lot. I um, totally understand 
y'all's qualms with it. I think I, it was really easy for me to just, the frustrations have to be there because there is, the, the, I don't know, was Ragnarok the same way? What, what plot did Ragnarok carry along besides Thanos' ship showing up at the end? But that, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, never mind. Continue your it, thought. I've it, got bigger thoughts. Ragnarok did I'll, pick up the Hulk from where we left him. We dropped off the Hulk and in put him somewhere Avengers. Else, yeah. yeah, and picked him up here again. Sure. I think it's okay to have uh, asides. I think every now and then in Thor, outside of, you know, I mean, the Tesseract and the Ether were in Thor movies, which are massively impactful for the MCU, especially for those first few phases with the Infinity Gauntlet. But outside of that, just his vibe in general has felt like a full aside. Like I've said before, like one of my favorite things about the very first Thor movie, which I really do enjoy and is probably almost in the top five on like all of my Marvel movies is because this was our first introduction and kind of the ballsiness of the MCU being like, hey, there's other worlds. Like we got to introduce you to some stuff that's not just on Earth. Sure. And I really feel like Thor opened the door for that. And obviously all the stuff that he does with the Guardians and looking at the galaxy as a whole, it just kind of feels like he's at the center of that. So I've always enjoyed that. And I enjoyed this. It doesn't have the same punch as a Taika introduction into the MCU. I think it's maybe funnier than Ragnarok, in my opinion. Uh, and so I, I didn't really have any any issue with that. I think the biggest issue was, though, you can't watch. It's just the promises that have been made. And now the promises that are confused. All my promises are in the big bingo basket uh, yeah. in terms of, like, I don't know. Like, where's where is Kang? Like we said, like, where is... Sure. The multiverse, where is Loki? And yeah, so- and, and I think that's definitely part of it. Like, I, I think a big part of it is this is the obvious movie to drop in some sort of thread to follow. And because it wasn't there, that's automatically docked points in my brain because the sure. MCU has never, ever been about the individual movie since Iron Man 1. After Iron Man 1, every movie has been about enhancing and enriching the greater universe by telling yeah. a story about a character. And we mm-hmm. have not done that. Even in No Way Home, we don't do it. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, No Way Home is just a good movie on its own, at least yeah. for my tastes. But I feel like between the shows and the movies, I am beginning to do something I've never thought would happen, which is I'm starting to feel Marvel burnout. Mm-hmm. Because, for sure, yeah. Because they used to put out eights and above with the occasional six, and now they're putting out sixes with the occasional eight. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is a disappointing turn of events as a f- huge fan since they started and then on top of that this movie with all of the ingredients of Ragnarok comes out to be less than the sum of its parts in my opinion which is a second disappointment I thought that the script was weaker funnier I will agree I laughed a lot in this movie I thought Mm -hmm. the humor worked really well and during the couple of really impressive sequences this movie stands just as tall as Ragnarok ever did in those moments it is just few and far between, and the valleys are much, much, much deeper and wider than Ragnarok's mm. valleys, which I know it sucks to compare, but it's literally the same yeah. team. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I think my measurables too, especially with the Thor franchise, is the Thor franchise continues to, outside of Malekith, was that the Dark World villain? Uh, the Dark uh, World. Yeah. 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 Outside of that character, uh, Thor has continued to be a factory for compelling villains oh, to me. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Hela, yeah. Loki, and Gore. I don't think you really touch that in terms yeah. of a trinity in any other yeah, series, dude. even close. And so I think for me, it's, I was going in with some different measurables and it really hit on that. I was like, I wanted another compelling villain. Uh, I'm down for Christian Bale to do anything. And this yeah. was not a disappointment. It was somewhere between... Uh, Darth Sidious and Voldemort, and I think it was fine. He still got to do his yeah. own thing there, mm-hmm. too. He also had the mouth of Smeagol. So they just kind of were like, what are the most terrifying <laughs> yeah. pale things that we have? You in know, a couple, up until a couple of hours ago, with a little more reflection, Gore was, I thought I was coming in here with Gore as my super pump yeah. for the movie. He was great. He's so good. And in fact, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed that we didn't get more of him. Mm. I... So that's going to be my super dump for the movie is the script's handling of gore. Because I think we missed a huge opportunity for gore 
to come into Omnipotent City and kill a bunch of gods there. Oh, yeah. That, that to me is an inexcusable missed opportunity yeah. of like, why did Gore not come kill a bunch of gods in Omnipotent City if we want our heroes that kind of have to be on, like run away from Omnipotent City and escape? That should be an action set piece of Gore coming and killing the gods. And we should have this moment of like, of Thor asking for help, uh, Zeus saying no, and then Gore arrives and begins killing them. Yeah, and that'd so be fun. Thor, Thor is left to wonder, is Gore right? Are they all douchebags? Should they yeah, all be that was dead? Smart. Yeah, dude. So, okay, I'm glad you brought I think this he's up. Still, I, think he's, I think we still get that without Gore having to come in and yeah. rip everybody up. It didn't have to be so a So I think that's, that's not necessarily my, my super dump is not like there wasn't an action set piece where I wanted there to be one. Yeah. But uh, Gore is, is pretty absent from a lot of the things happening in this movie. Okay. He kind of just monologues to the kids in the bone cage or whatever that is. I wonder and if like I wonder it, if that was a production thing. It's not an excuse, but it's sure. like yeah. Cuz it does feel obvious like why isn't he everywhere? I wasn't yeah. sure when you started your super dump, but now that you've gotten a little more of it contextualized, I think we actually have the same yeah. super dump. And and really? cuz my super dump is not the character of Gore but the I don't know how to word it. I was just going to call it like the arc of Gore is bad. He was yeah. he was written well and he was super interesting and an incredible yeah. acting job by Christian Bale. Always. But I feel like his the first arc time of doing Gore, a good job too. It's weird. Yeah. If I if you it want was easy. me he sticks in the shadows like his other superheroes. So. If yeah. You, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I'm not the one wearing uh, Asgardian armor. Uh, if you want me to be Doesn't Pattinson have a line where he's like I am the shadow? Yeah. I think so. That's funny. Oh. Wow. So he probably saw this first and was like, can I say this in my Batman? Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to care when Thor adopts Gore's daughter, mm. make me question if Gore is a good guy or a bad guy during the movie. Yep. Kidnapping a bunch of kids with no context makes me go, I don't think I like this guy. Right. Kidnapping a bunch of kids, but taking good care of them, being kind to them, and Thor showing up to set them free, and them going, you're not going to hurt him, are you? He's really nice. And Gore is conflicted because he only wants to kill gods, but he's got to hurt some innocent people to do it. He's only mad at the gods because they took his dot. Like, let me see that Gore yeah. operates by some sort of a moral compass, and he's very strict to that moral compass. Would you say a Goral compass, maybe? Perhaps, wow. even. Yeah. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, when absolutely. Thor, when 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 Jane voluntold Thor to adopt Gore's daughter at the end, I was like, "Uh, that's presumptuous." Yeah, he has no connection to these people. That's crazy. Yeah, and I I get that they wanted that emotional thing to punch hard, but we don't know her. We just saw her for right. a few minutes at the beginning, so we're not happy that she's staying in the movie. Right, and we don't really know Gore that well, so we're not happy that Gore got what he wanted. In fact, it sort of seems like Gore won, which I like the idea of the villain winning, but yeah. that wasn't even his actual goal to begin. You know what I mean? Like it's just have so we seen indication that this Have we seen indication that this is something Thor would want? Right. Like, does Thor want to be a dad? If yeah, we're, he does. If we're he trying does to, to be a dad. Then is, shouldn't that be the reason that he and Jane split? Shouldn't we like tie that back in earlier in the movie? I think there's just so many things that are competing with each other. And so much sloppiness in this. The first yeah. half of this movie, by the way, like up until we're on the boat with the goats pulling us along the Bifrost. To Omnipotent City. To Omnipotent City. This movie is a complete mess. Yep. It seemed like Taika was like, why did you have to send Thor off with the Guardians? Okay, I got to get rid of the Guardians in the first 30 yeah. minutes. And then we'll move yep. on and start my movie. And by the way, yeah. after the first 30 minutes, there's only an hour and 29 minutes left to tell the rest of this story. This is a short I'm a, I have to interject because y'all are rolling, y'all are running on your good uh, poo poo momentum right now. I'm a kind person. I don't like to interject. And sure. So if I wait any longer, I won't get to talk in this episode. <laughs> I disagree with most of what you said. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't. I really don't think that it was as sloppy as, as y'all do. I, I didn't. It, that was not my interpretation yeah. of it. And honestly, I I felt for Gore. I was given enough. You know. I think it's tough to. Uh, I catch myself like looking at the director's other movies. Like it's like you're reading a book and you're like, well, what did the writer say the first time? Yeah. Like with the kind of nuance that he has in 
Jojo Rabbit, it's like he can make a compelling villain. Like he's like he can yeah, yeah. he can he can twist things and put it on its head and be really creative with that stuff. And so I do wonder sometimes if there was a push to just get it done. And that that always is going to happen with some of these franchises that are churning out the billion dollars uh, you know, every summer. But I didn't feel it to be very sloppy. And I actually uh wouldn't want to be collect uh uh connected to the we of sure. you know, we didn't feel like gore. Yeah. You know, I, I I didn't really feel that. I could see the. Uh, I got. I had enough. I I can't argue that they could have done more. Sure. And you know, any idea that y'all have come up with so far in terms of kind of helping out and making that a little more blatant would have been great. But and to be clear, I think it my was, desire uh, for more is because I like gore a lot. So this is sure. not. This I is assumed not that. Yeah. Poo poo on gore. It's because I wanted more and to care by the end if his daughter is coming back or not. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I think I loved the whole movie. Yeah, I liked beginning to end. I didn't have a moment where I was like, "Finally," you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have mm-hmm. yeah that. I think from the beginning on, I was good, and I don't really know what that is. Obviously, all that it's so fun to get a review out while it's hot. I was thinking about this dynamic the other day because you know we talk about uh, Jordan. You were saying we got a little bit further from Multiverse of Madness. I don't know if people would listen to the podcast if we were like, "We're doing it again." Three weeks later, because we feel differently. So <laughs> right, if you want to yeah. see Multiverse yeah. of Madison, you got to make sure that that's part two. No, the other one was released a month before that. So um, I think with this one, that I wonder if the proximity of seeing uh, Miss Marvel episode five, you know, yeah. uh, hours before I saw Love and Thunder and, and just kind of being like so tired of the busyness and yeah. confusion of the multiverse that I got one bite that was just fun from beginning to end and had a yeah. compelling enough villain. Yeah, totally. Uh, and no bad acting and beautiful set pieces that I was just like, you know what? Yeah. This was a great movie, right? Sure. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it is different. It is so different. It's And the MCU, I think people were projecting this and I know that our podcast was a long time ago. It's like when you get to see things like, you know, this person has signed up for 13 more roles as blank. There, there's a giddiness to that, but then you're like, Wow. You know, like not every Christmas is awesome because you compare it to the best Christmas. Everyone has their favorite gift, right? Hey, so it's I, just I like, love everything you're saying. I think it's good. I think it's good perspective for me to remember in my. And by the way, I think I'm out of the negative, and I I have a lot of positive to say about the movie too. Oh, and I'm not trying to but, change anybody's no, mind. I know, I, know that. I feel you defensively. It's right also now. just the most Carter thing ever to defend a movie by being like, sometimes Christmas is just okay. Like <laughs> that's okay because it's still Christmas. It's okay because yeah. your means parents it's tried really hard, and Tyka yeah. tried. <laughs> To make a good movie. That's the most harder defense of a movie ever. I think where I'm coming down, it's articulated really well by Joshua Rivera, who who wrote the the review for Love and Thunder on Polygon. Mm. Um uh the Joshua in the in the article says that the worst thing one of these movies can be is inconsequential. Uh oh, and I think we've word. talked before on the show, we've talked before on the show about how the the, both the strength and the weakness of these Marvel movies is that they're sort of insulated from individual criticism mm-hmm. because we take it on good faith that they're building to something cool. Yeah, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is really not a great movie, right. but it is insulated from criticism because it shows a kind of rift developing between Captain America and Iron Man. And so we go, oh, that's going to go somewhere cool. Right. It introduces Vision and we say, oh, he's going to be cool. It right. furthers our Thanos story and we say, oh, that's going to be cool. And so that helps us overlook some shortcomings. Mm-hmm. But I think where I'm at is that I haven't seen, and we talked about this earlier, I haven't seen something that clearly builds towards something else. Yeah. And the things that seemed to clearly build towards something else have been abandoned. Yeah. And so I... I find myself probably being a little harsher than I would be yeah. if this movie came out six years ago and then the post credit scene was Thanos reaching in to grab the Infinity Gauntlet and saying, I'll do it myself. I would probably be a little bit more up on this movie because I'd yeah. say, oh, it's going to be so cool when Thor and his new daughter have to fight Thanos. Yeah, that's yep. valid. But it's just, that's totally it's I would just, say I don't too, know. There's so much recency bias now too because it feels like this most recent phase and even the stuff kind of bookending it, all the newness right after Thanos is dead again, like officially dead, is like, it feels like it's just kind of a theme of broken promises. Like there's no no loose ends being tied. I try and imagine, you know, eight to 12 movies until we have our next like ultimate final two-part right. showdown and whatever our, our, you know, metaphorical on your left is, I'm not going to feel anything like I did before. Right. Like right, if Miss right, Marvel right. pops in 
and Wanda's back and Gore's daughter is there. Yeah. And here's Shuri, you know, king of Wakanda, you know, and all this kind of stuff. If all that kind of stuff happens, I'm just kind of like, meh. Man, it just wasn't quite, but it's just not, it's clearly unclear, I think is the way to put it. It's because lately they've just been feeling perfunctory to me where it's like, we have to do this. We have to do another Thor because we got to put something in the theater. Correct. And we got to kind of bide our time and tread water until we figure out where we're going to swim next. I think but they've they overlapped have, too much. I think they do not have a plan. I, I honest to God think that they if have you put them in a room right now and legally they had to give you an answer for their plan. I think they yeah. do not have one. Yeah, yeah, I think this is a room in the house. This was an add-on to the house. And the the person was not diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder until after the original house was built. And now here's this add-on. And you're like, why do you have, did you caulk this twice? Why is all of this? <laughs> right. Yeah. And what's that for? There's nothing in yeah. that. Sh- is the shelf, is this a foundational piece? Why is it even here? It's yes, like touching dude. the ceiling. They have installed like, four you- showers. And when you ask why, they say, we don't really know what this room actually is. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it's here's what's fun though. Watch cool. this. When I turn the hot water here, cold water turns on the sink in the kitchen. What do you think of that? I was like, that's crazy. It's I'll weird, never use for it. Sure, but I don't want it. <laughs> if you open this closet, Roy Kent is in there dressed like a it's gladiator. Right, Isn't that Which cool? Which I loved. Yeah, sure. I was like, was yeah, I'm excited. I definitely <laughs> love him, but... Nice yeah. hairy Hercules. It was Stop such time. a, it was such a, it wasn't Hercules. even a mic drop. It was like a mic spike <laughs> uh, because it was about mm, 1.38 seconds of Roy Kent as Hercules. It was just like, yeah. it was like, go out, my Wait, son, and what? do it. And then it was just like, hey, yeah. pff, yes, gone. Yes, father. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then <laughs> yes, father. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I do have, some very positive. Do you think to he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna go up to Thor and be like, "You deserve someone who makes you feel like lightning." And Thor's <laughs> gonna be like, "I have the power of lightning," and it'll be great. It'll be like from Ted Lasso, but he's he's definitely gonna superheroes. He's, he's definitely gonna teach uh, Gore's daughter soccer. Like they're gonna play and soccer. He'll be and how coach. to swear and, and how to swear. Coach. He'll coach. He'll coach. He'll cuss a lot. I, I, I've got some some. Very positive things to say that I'm going to say in the back half of the episode. I'm sure you do. Stuff I'm sitting on that I'm yeah. stoked out of my gourd about. I was and still remain, uh, I would say, pretty deeply let down by this movie. Hmm. Overall. What's hmm. your box office ball prediction sitting at? Are you still thinking this is going to be the highest Marvel of... of I think it's better than guess, Multiverse of, of the Madness. first half of the year. I mean, maybe it'll still... I think it'll still make more because yeah. I, I think it's still better. I mean... If yeah. if Marvel people are going to see it anyway, I have to imagine word of mouth is going to be a little bit better about this than Multiverse. Than so Multiverse. I think last time I checked, Multiverse of Madness passed Batman, but like by one million dollars. They're very very yeah. close, mm-hmm. which is funny. Yeah. And then everybody's destroyed by the one point two billion of Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> Top Gun. Runaway <laughs> Top Gun money. Absolutely yeah, phenomenal. Who even could have seen it? Well, oh. Tom. First of all. Tom knew. Tom knew for sure. Probably L. Ron Hubbard too, right? Tom probably, probably. hopped up. Heimdall. In the, Heimdall probably saw it. Hopped up in the Heimdall's kid Axel. The future crimes, and uh, watched it. Heimdall's Heimdall's secret up until this exact moment. Child Axel. Also, uh, Heimdall's wife? Question mark. <laughs> who knows? I do want to say Omnipotent City. Our our god did get a shout out. We didn't get him on screen. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Did you catch that no. they basically mentioned Jesus? No. The God of carpentry. God of carpentry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. funny. No, I did not yeah. catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that Cork's God sitting on a throne of scissors was made of scissors. Funny, dude, I rock. laughed. Yeah. Korg uh, the, uh, turned up to 11 Kor- in this movie, laughed the whole time. What Korg's, a- Korg's partner at the end being a rock named Dwayne oh, was a very funny goodness, joke to that's me. That's so good. Um, With the mustache. Um, I, I would also say going to Omni, Omni, Omnipotent, Omnipotent City uh, is what a sandbox for Taika. Like that, oh, that was oh, yeah. made for Taika, Taika to go play. Absolutely. Like go, yeah. go. I want to see that again. I just felt like we mm-hmm. saw that was just full of fun. That was so, so much fun. It is time it for felt like that scene. It felt like that scene in the Lego movie where they go to see all the master builders. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It reminded me of the Men in Black when you go to the headquarters for the first time. Mm. Dude, Men in Black has come up so much in my life over the past like two weeks. I feel like I need to watch it. Could we're going to do Men in Black episodes. <laughs> 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 it's, 
It is time for shout announcements, although I do just want to briefly mention those goats are the hardest I've laughed in a very long time. It kept working. It never uh-huh. stopped It worked being every fun. time. It worked every single time. Uh, and we'll return to the main episode with Doja's impression can you give us, of one of the goats. Here we go. I was about to say, to can you give us one of the goats taking us to the shout announcements? No, we're already headed there right now, actually. I'm yeah. Okay, well, I'm in a hotel, so I'm definitely not going to do that on yeah. the way out of shout announcements. Oh, so Chelsea's, better do right. Chelsea's asleep. I'm You're not going to do that. It's different. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the part of the show where we uh, uh, make some shout out, give some shout outs and make some announcements. Make announcements. Shout out to love. You thought Ooh. it was over. Mm. Mm. But it's only just begun. It's only just begun. I don't know why that was so threatening. That was like threatening in like yeah, a WWE like kind of fun. way. Yeah. But it's only just beginning. Um, Carter, what could I mean by that? <laughs> well, it's not over. <laughs> hey, it's, all right, maybe. moving on. Is uh, Doge, what do you have to say? Um, so we have <laughs> Summer of Love 5, co- wait, Summer of Love 5.2? Summer of Love 5.2. We could do Summer the Kingdom Hearts sequel. nomenclature and just make it Summer two. of Love 5.2 colon. The sequel. Remix colon above um, the dreams they sleep. It's the sequel to Summer of Love 5. It's Summer of Love 5.2. I don't understand why that's difficult to remember. It's kind of ironic that while in the middle of us talking about our concerns with the MCU and that they're just creating things so that they can just release something just to put it out there. And it feels like there's not a lot of thought put into that. Minutes ago, we decided what we're going to review next week. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, and so what we've decided to do, we, we threw a bunch of ideas around. And here's the thing with our podcast, most of them were good. I mean, we just don't were. really of have bad ideas. Were. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Mm. Uh, but we did stumble upon uh, something that made us giggle. <laughs> and then we were like, wait mm. a minute. I'm so giggly right now. Huh. And Doge said, man of the world, said, don't you mean Gigli? <laughs> and we said, yeah. I Gigli all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so next week, for Summer of Love 5-2, we're going to be reviewing, and they're back together. Thank God. They Let's are. celebrate. Let's celebrate. You know what? They're back together. So good. They're back together. I heard they're working on Giggly too. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. We've been Gigling for minutes now, reading the reviews on Gigli, the 2003 uh, not hit uh, romance. I think we'll find out if it has any direction. Uh, we just love the kind of vibe. None of us have of seen it, right? A bad movie. None of us have seen, seen it. This. None of us have seen I'm it. I'm so and excited. That's some of our favorite uh, energy. Yeah. I'm Two like chunks energy is right there. Pumped right now to watch this movie. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm really really excited. You know what my mom so says next when week, people Gigli. can't stop laughing? No, she says that box they broke. got their jiggle box turned over. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds medical. It does. That sounds like something I'm not supposed to know you gotta about. You're gonna have a jiggle, a jiggle, a of me. You got jiggleitis, dude. It's terminal. Goodness me. Well, tune in next week. Yeah, and then after that, we're out of ideas. So we really need you to support us on Patreon so that we have time to think of so more we stuff. we can pay for ideas. We, so we can buy ideas from the idea merchant when he comes through our village again. He's supposed to come after the next full moon, and we need to be ready with all of our coins to purchase ideas from him. And you can help us do that by supporting us at uh, either our $2 tier or our $5 tier. No, $3 tier or $5 tier. Correct. You're not getting a free dollar per month. That's crazy. In these trying times, at the $3 tier, you get access to patron-exclusive bonus episodes like the either recently released or soon-to-be-released review of Top Gun Maverick that we recorded Mm. not too long ago. Mm. Mm. At the $5 tier, you get access to not only just the bonus episodes, but also a patron-exclusive Discord channel, which, much to my chagrin, now has a channel for sports. Don't you mean your shijijjle? Much much to my shijijjle. It's spirits. Mm. And you've I got only your books click channel. I do have my books channel. That's right. So. Well, I mean, like if you're not telling your friends about us, then I don't really know what you are doing. I'm trying yeah, to. What are you doing? What That's is the there to talk I'm, about? Yeah, I'm running some quick mental maths on this one. Yeah. Carry yeah. the f- four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not telling your friends about us, you're a bad 
person. Ooh, maybe. Wow. I would I would never be that harsh to the chunky. I hope you maybe. never jeez, I hope you never jeezel again. You might never jeezel again. I, I hope nothing makes you happy enough to jeezel for the rest of your life. Crime, <laughs> my friend. Superstar. Who are you? What? Is that the new just, uh, Fantastic Beasts movie? It sounds like a drunk person yep. trying to talk about the god of carpentry. The new Fantastic have you, Beasts. Have you accepted Jigel as your savior? Fantastic Beasts 7, Jigel Bryce of Flubenstar. <laughs> tell your friends! <laughs> because who wouldn't want to tell their friends to listen to this? Yeah, how good is this? <laughs> how good is this? Pretty good, huh? Pretty good, huh? So tell good. people. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can I come in the back half with a super pump? Please. Ooh, sure. Yeah, something positive. Unless you think it um, might be everybody's super pump and then it's going to be over. That would be crazy. I don't know what I don't know that what everybody's crazy. super pump is. I know what mine is. Um the uh, the fight on the black and white tiny planet. Yeah, no, that's obviously my super pump as well. Was absolutely one of the coolest visuals I've ever seen. How fun was that, eh? That was so cool. It was so sick. Yeah. Loved every second of it. Uh, some theater shots there. That needs to be. You need to be at the movies for things like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. I, I wonder that. if this is the scene because Natalie Portman has said in a couple of different interviews, I think, that they shot the most impressive scene of the movie in a Best Buy parking lot. I'm wondering if this was shot in the Best Buy parking lot. Maybe that's what it was. The black and white world. Yeah, yeah I can imagine that. It could very well have been that. I thought that was gorgeous. Yeah. It. I thought it was. I thought it was gorgeous, but. Ooh. That's just me. It was visually one of the coolest things Marvel has ever done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And conceptually, um, a realm that just sucks the color out of everything. Yeah. Is super cool. <laughs> the uh, the yeah, fact that we. I know, man. <laughs> the goats running into the, the planet. Screaming because yep, they just. Yep. Why did that yep. work every. Every single time it was so. One of those goats is Satan, right? I mean. No, don't say anything. I don't, don't think so. Just let him think about, Could just let be. Him think about what he said. It could I mean, be any goat could be probably. <laughs> well, that one. I'm not I'm a, pretty sure that's I'm Satan. Not a goatologist, but it seems well, like that is always I'm a just little saying, possible. If, if you're gonna boycott Lightyear, you can't go see Thor: Love and Thunder. Satan is a main character. Do so, people boycott Lightyear? Yeah. Cool. I liked him better when he was a toy. <laughs> Sexual orientation stuff, you know. Classic. Um, I think that. Okay, can I get a little? Um, can we call it controversial, perhaps? Ooh. I have two conflicting opinions that are both, I think, positive, <laughs> And I feel them both at the same time. <laughs> okay. Wow. Number one. I think that's called love, man. This is… I think it's called thunder. Especially at the very end, just the, the recoloring of it. The coolest Thor's armor has ever looked. Chris Hemsworth himself yeah. is built like a rescue hero action figure in this movie. This is, is the biggest so he's ever large, gotten. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And so I he's over that. 230 pounds he's a for this. And probably like 5% body fat. What an enormous man. Beefy. But gorgeous. I man. personally wish that he had stayed in his cutoff leather vest the whole movie. Mm. It's a cool vest. I, it, it, it was a cool look. That with the axe is very hair metal. Yeah. yeah. And I made the GNR make a little more sense, huh? I think it makes the like classic rock tie-in stuff feel a little better, and it keeps in line with this like five movie spanning identity crisis that Thor has gone through, and lets him look at Jane wear the Thor armor and wield the hammer that is supposed to be his, and yeah. then he gets to have a come around moment of like maybe I'm not 
the Thor anymore. Maybe I'm just Thor, yeah. a guy with an axe that really likes his friends and protecting people. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to define yeah. myself as that anymore. Um, I'm a little tired of restarting Thor's identity crisis in every solo Yeah, movie. it's a little frustrating. That feels like that's happened kind of every time. It's a little frustrating. And none of the moments of the relitigation of that identity crisis have been better than Odin asking him, are you the god of hammers or the god of Are you god the god of, of hammers? Yeah. yeah. That was such a perfect moment. I th- think, yeah, because yeah, the, the two gods that we get to know the best in all of the MCU are Loki and Thor, yeah? Is there an argument for another one? Yeah, no, I think that's it. It does fit his personality to me. I think what's so fun too, though, is like in terms of the new identities, it's like because he's, he's, <laughs> I do think it's funny because he feels like with the gifts he's been given, all he's supposed to do is protect. And so it's just like, what if you're basically immortal? It's boring. Like, what do you even do? What is your midlife crisis? 500? You know, I just think it's, yeah. I think it's a funny, humorous thing. But I'm glad there wasn't, I didn't feel like there was too much of a reset on the identity crisis. Before we get too far away from it, uh, the shards of Mjolnir so in the sick. battles was very cool. So sick. Making a bunch of mini of hammers. Yeah. Love Loved every bit of that. that very interesting route to go with, with Jane being able to wield Mjolnir because Thor enchanted the hammer. Uh, and I mean, obviously that's, I think that's set up so we can have the payoff of Thor enchanting all of the kids' weapons. Which is to a cool allow them to idea, temporarily dude. possess the power of Thor. It's very cool. That's my super that? pump. We'll get to that. Later. Okay, oh, cool. Tell me about it. No, tell me about it right now. No, no, no. I want to hear this thought first. I was just gonna say because in the like in the comics, Jane is able to wield Mjolnir for the same reason that Steve Rogers can pick up Mjolnir in Endgame is because she's worthy. Yeah. And yeah. in this, it's as if Mjolnir is making kind of a special exception for Jane. That's how I read that because it. she's sick, I'll help her, and that. I don't know, man. That kind of weakens Jane's character a bit to me. Yeah, Taika is chaotic good as a creative yeah. to me. I think he doesn't. I there there. I bring that up because I think there's parts of that to me that was like he's. We've never had someone lean in so much into the relationship with their weapon as right. this. Like it was a funny. It was a love triangle, man, right? The, the axe creeping around the corner on his conversation <clears throat> with Mjolnir was hysterical. hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny. And so to me, Doge, it's like. Part of me was like, oh no, is that why they did this? <laughs> is that why yeah. we're focusing so much on what he said to Mjolnir in his drunken state after partying in a hot dog costume or whatever? You know, it's just like, yeah, is it just for the joke? And in my mind, it could have been. I, right. I have no idea. Which in its in its own way is like, don't ever change Taika, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think you needed to do that. My super pump is <clears throat> like this. It was, I got emotional. It was such a sweet moment for these kids to just be able to fight. Sure. And yes, it's also blatantly to me like printing money and here's the whole new like we were seeing on screen the next generation <laughs> of MCU fans, right? Because now kids, a herd of kids got to beat the big bad, yeah. which was just brilliant in general, but I think the visuals which were kind of on on point for this entire movie, I think we've brought up a lot of things that were just meant for the theaters and just Beautiful, and we knew that from the moment that Taika took over, yeah, you know, a, a yeah. world that had a rainbow bridge. It was like, okay, have fun, but yeah, the kids being empowered to to fight was an absolute blast. Mm. I think it was, yeah, loved that so a lot. so so fun. And it's just, they're just fighting, you know, the shadow goons basically. It felt which were spooky in a way. by the way. Super spooky. the fact that they they were intentionally obscured. Like kept in mm-hmm. shadow the whole time. We never got a good look really at them. They were that. almost always just silhouettes. Very, very, very cool. The fact cool. that the cage was a big spooky spider with teeth for bars, I did not like at all. No, no, not so a fan much of very, it. The the mind of of Taika is it, so it dark. Just, isn't there just a missed opportunity there? If Gore's whole thing is I became the God Butcher because my kid died, and now there's an army of kids fighting me. That to me that feels like. Those two things pass each other like ships in the night, and there is some connection between there. them that could have been a yeah. Well, that that could have been his like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's what I I'm agree, saying. Dush. I just I think there was some depth to gore that was implied but never given, and I would have yeah. loved to have been given some of that. Depth. You know what? So much of that for me, being disappointed by the depth, even while being simultaneously happy with the character. Sure. It's it's not just that we didn't give enough time. It's it is the vessel. Like we know what Christian Bale can mm. do, I think, too. And it's just like you could have he he can do anything. 
there is nothing too complicated or too many more minutes to give him, and someone's gonna, no one's going to be disappointed yeah, no be like, that Gore was in eighty percent of the movie. Christian Bale off Nobody, the screen. <laughs> he also looks so cool. Yeah. He never picks the sword up off the ground unless he's killing something. It's just dragging. The way that it like him. raises up into his hand a couple times is sick. It felt like a bloodborne, like yeah. the silhouette. Dude, of a you know what's funny killer. is that I just finished another playthrough of Bloodborne today, earlier today, just a quick little run, run back through it. And uh, you are absolutely right. His visual was very, his whole vibe was very Bloodborne. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Yeah. <clears throat> My super dump, and it's uh, just to try and have fun with it, is, you know, we could have used a three beat on the, it's so, I, I love that we got, Matt Damon and Sam Neill and and the the, uh, the other Hemsworth, other the Hems- another Hemsworth, the eldest yeah. Hemsworth, who he beefed up. It looked yeah, like big, too. yeah, big time. Emily's McCarthy. Yeah, and, yes, that <laughs> dude, was that was great. Yeah, that was so funny. I was like, this will be somebody. The way they present yeah. the silhouette, like breaking through, I was like perfect. Yeah, but to have them and then to have them just be so lean into the over the top like medieval thespian. All they care about is their career. Mm-hmm. Um. To have in the middle of the town hall at you know New Asgard to be like we need to do a show about this. <laughs> Let the post credit scene or the last scene be the show. Oh, yes, be the show. Dude. Yep. And behind Matt Damon is this orange frame of a door. Yep. At one point, and here's the real Loki by the fake Loki. Like yeah. my super yeah, dump is where 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 the hella nice is Loki? Why isn't Loki? This has to be it. I think my ever since Loki came out. Which the more and more I think about it, maybe it's my favorite MCU show. I just I love it everything is mine. about it's it. It's definitely my favorite. It is mine. And it's like here were the pieces. Oh, thank God! There's flesh to the big bad. Great. There's the King, the Conqueror is here. Wonderful. Now we can move through there. We're gonna need the multiverse to get the crew together to figure this out. They're already pretty adept at it, so it makes it harder because they've killed Thanos before because they know how to use it. Where's Bruce? Where's all this kind of stuff? And then we go through, we never see any of it. Loki never shows up in any of these post-credit scenes. And I'm like, well, it makes sense because <clears throat> a year and a half from now when Thor, and Lo- uh, Thor Love and Thunder comes out, Loki will be there and no one will fault right. him for it. Of course he will. He hadn't seen his brother since, you know. Since he died. died. <clears throat> since he died. And so that the fact that he wasn't yep. was ridiculous. Totally agree. What a dumb thing. I think for me— What was me, the second end credit scene? It was Jane and Valhalla. Oh, but waste, oh, yeah. waste. Because they, they got Idris Elba back to read three lines That's from fine. a prompter That's fine. Does it off, not yeah, to you camera. feel like it cheapens Jane's death to just show her again? Like, I feel like Jane's death was so— like She also didn't die in battle, by the way. She died in her battle against cancer, I think is what we're supposed to infer. Okay, I can buy that. Which is fine. I can buy that. Uh, she died as a god, which is okay. Panning over the statue of Jane and saying, one hero's sacrifice saved the entire universe. Very good, like, Taika Waititi, by the way. Thank you. But also, that was very much like, oh, isn't that exactly how Endgame just ended? <laughs> like three movies ago? Yeah. yeah. And it also yeah. didn't save the entire yeah, universe. Yeah. It just saved the gods. Um he said no, the entire said universe. Like, no, I know. The I'm saying it didn't. Galaxy, yeah. I'm oh, saying it did oh, not yes. save the entire universe. Right. Yeah. Save the gods. Can yeah. we talk about eternity for a second? Eternity looked incredible. So let's talk. Let's talk, okay. Doge. Uh, we absolutely have, incredible. We've already established that beyond Infinity War and Endgame, I'm actually like we're kind of past a lot of my mm-hmm. broad comic knowledge. Like I'm kind of floating out here a little bit and kind of enjoying that. Yeah. I would say the same. That for me. silhouette. That was the silhouette of a character named Eternity? Yes. Okay, I thought yeah. it was Iwatu the Watcher for a moment. No, Eternity is a being like who Galactus. lives at the center of the universe who's like, sort of like imagine something similar to a celestial, but just it like, it's wrong to say more powerful because Eternity sort of is itself power. Sure. Uh, it is like, yeah, so a huge Have you seen Attack on Titan? No. No. This is for my anime lovers out there. I don't it watch cartoons, me, Carter. It reminded me of the the founding Titan and and her powers. Anyways, the the someone's gonna like the that. There is a statue of there is a statue of the Watcher in the hall leading up to eternity. Yeah, there's a, there's a statue of the Watcher. A there's a the Conqueror statue as well. I didn't see Kang. I saw a Watcher and then a couple of Celestials. So Watu is not a Celestial. No, he is no, whatever Eternity is. No. Why do they both have cosmic silhouettes? It's because Uatu is... So they, 
I think the silhouette is just an artistic choice. Uatu is is definitely a, a physical created being who is tasked with the watchers are tasked with overseeing universes. Uatu Uatu watches our multiverse that our universe is part of and observes the events and chronicles the events of that multiverse. Eternity is sort of nebulously defined, honestly. I mean, the movie calls eternity the being at the center of the universe of unfathomable power, treats eternity as if eternity is a wishing well. Right. Which is largely consistent comically, comic bookly, but admittedly pretty nebulously defined. It's it's kind of that area of Marvel celestial cosmic stuff where it's just like there's a bunch of things out there and they're powerful. And they're kind of just MacGuffins, honestly. But doesn't it, I don't know, doesn't the design choice to make his cosmic outline be the exact same as what the Watcher looked like in What If a lot of times, doesn't it feel like if somebody showed up in a new Iron Man suit and they were like, oh man, you got Stark technology? And they're like, who? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think they're, it's, it's sort of a convergent thing where it's like how Tasmanian tigers looked and behaved a lot like coyotes, but they had no common ancestor. Yeah. You know, beyond beyond like the first thing to have ribs and four limbs. Yeah, you, you know. You would just think that somebody at Marvel would be like, hey Tyga, this is gonna be a little confusing, I think. No, because they're just doing the stuff that everybody in the 70s was too coked up to notice that the guy the next cubicle over was drawing <laughs> the same thing as him. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a good point. That's a good point. Don't like to joke about drug use, but that's a good point, you know. <laughs> he was talking about soda from Oh, my end. fault. Yeah. That's on me. Yeah, no, they love that Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. All right, final call for any thoughts on Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, I think Valkyrie's worth mentioning. I, oh, I, I really good like her. Point. I yeah. thought this was a good Murphy for her. Good, good Murphy. Murphy. Good Murphy. Good movie good Murphy for, her. for her. Tessa Thompson uh, can do no wrong. She's always the right choice, and I love her. Would have loved either more Valkyrie or for Valkyrie to actually die. There yeah. was Valkyrie or te- like uh, Sif didn't even die. Sif didn't die. Valkyrie Jamie didn't Alexander die. Korg was didn't die. Higher than Tessa Thompson in this movie. That's shocking. Jamie Maybe Alexander's because first, she's been in the series longer. Her first scene in this, something about the costuming and the acting was Xena Warrior Princess to me. Dude, I thought the same thing. What? She gets called. She gets called that in the original Thor. Does she really? Yeah. When uh, a, an uh, agent, a shield agent, is on the roof when they're out in New Mexico. Yeah. He's like trying to name them all off. He's like uh, Jackie Chan, Xena Warrior Princess. Uh, he like says Gimli. I can't remember what he says for the other one. Mm. But yeah, I did. It, I agree. It looked less on the. How village. much time? Oh, yeah. Do you think that Bradley Cooper spent on this movie? All of the, dude. All of the Guardians felt weird in this movie. Did they feel weird to you guys? It looked like well, they had to. It was like the connective tissue that, the, but it the, was just like flush. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. was just. I think Taika was just like, why did you put him with the Guardian? Okay, we got to address that and real quick and be done with it. But Chris yeah. Pratt, Star Lord, just looked like Chris Pratt showed up and put on the Star Lord costume. Do you know what I mean? Like it did not look like Star Lord. Yeah. It looked like Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt has never wanted to be on. He's never wanted to be on any set in his life less than he wanted to be on this set. By the way. This is neither here nor there. Him and Sam Neill drove together yeah. in their neon yellow Jeep. <laughs> just like, let's take a break. The Jurassic Park set. And y'all like, y'all right, can fine. just have this one for free. And Jeff is like, uh, can I come? I mean, I've been in one of these before. I'm like, nah, Jeff, please Chris stay. Pratt. Uh, uh, I, think, I think I would like to be back again. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, another Thor. Uh, ooh. Uh, mm. Ooh. Uh, well, <laughs> another <laughs> Another oh. Thor. <laughs> Y'all okay. seen the clip of him telling Conan that he has a lovely singing voice? <laughs> no, no. I just want I just want Jeff Goldblum to be my dad. Um, yeah, I think that again, this has nothing to do with Love and Thunder necessarily. This is just for free for everybody. Man, I'm so out on Chris Pratt. Like, I'm so <laughs> done with the dude. Yeah, as a person, I got nothing. I got no interest left. He is no longer. I feel like I got warnings that you were. Close. He's no longer a selling point for me in anything. Wow. His presence, in fact, in fact, his presence is now uh, a, a nice little quick red flag that pops up and goes, you're probably not going to be interested in that. His fire did burn pretty quick. Real though, quick. Sure. Well, because he did some funny stuff. Well, he basically did Andy on Parks and, and Rec. Did Andy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Did a weird kind of macho boy in Jurassic World stuff. Yeah. And then now he just plays soldiers in movies that Amazon makes for dads. Right. 
Yeah, it is weird. He's got another one coming out. He too. has gone the he, way of I Wahlberg. I mean, he's Arnie's, he's Arnie's son-in-law. Can he, he, does he not get anything for yeah, that? Yeah, that is true. He, not, he gets no extra credit. It's for me. tough because Arnie just keeps calling him Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, it's me. What does he call? He misnames the the superhero at one point, and it's the funniest thing. No better podcast than people forgetting things. It is time to rate this movie. Hey, hang on. I just want to point out, we record this podcast on computers connected to the internet. Too late. It is time to rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale, which is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is... Own it. Don't link. Buy Buy that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it. And then stream it. And after that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken forsaken us. I'll go first because mine is, I kind of have a a lot of thoughts to to, to draw together here at the end. Okay. Good luck. There are three kinds of sequels in the world. There is Terminator 2, Top Gun Maverick, the sequel that improves upon the promises made in the original, retroactively makes the original better, and is a great movie. There are sequels like Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker, that please absolutely no one and are a product created by a studio in a lab designed to appeal to the most people possible and in so doing appeal to no one. And then there are sequels like Bambi 2 or Tarzan 2 or Cinderella 2 or The Fox and the Hound 2 that are not super necessary. And Thor Love and Thunder is most like Bambi 2 of all of the movies that I've listed. <laughs> wow, jeez. It is a fun movie. I really, really enjoyed God, it. So is Aladdin Carpentry. So is Aladdin 2. Carpentry Christ. Dude. So is Stuart Little 2. They're fun movies. They're entertaining movies. I don't know that anybody's ever said that about <laughs> Stuart Little 2. Aladdin 2 is no, genuinely good. Right. So is The Lion King 2. But it's also, they were like, we did Hamlet for the first one. Let's do Romeo and Juliet for this one. Like there is, there is an element of non-essentialness to this movie that in a universe that is built on shared stories where every piece is essential. And even if it's Thor The Dark World, you still have to watch it and you have to sit through it because it's going to be important later. Gave it another watch. Not as bad as I remembered. Really? I haven't watched it in a while. This movie, I think, does not justify its own existence in the way that other sequels in the Marvel Cinematic Universe have. And so for that reason, I'm going to give this movie a stream it. Go ahead. Stream it. Uh, I... I are you do you, do you want to explain? Uh, I did for about an hour earlier. <laughs> now that's an excuse. That's what they. I I uh, I'm gonna. That was buy. a callback to the opening of the episode when you guys asked me my thoughts and I said I'm gonna talk about it for an hour. Oh, that's true. Carter. I'm gonna buy Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay. What a buy golf it. we have. Because perhaps it was my own uh, naivete going into it. To me, I went in thinking this was not going to do much for the MCU. That could have been because I was exhausted from the MCU. So it just delivered the slice I needed. I got a Taika movie that still had a lot of heart to me uh, on all fronts, on multiple protagonists and our antagonist. I had a very compelling villain that while they could have used much more time on screen, the time that they had, I ate up. Visually wonderful, very funny, satisfying arc overall. Even with its mistakes, today I do buy Thor, Love and Thunder. I really, really enjoyed Good. it. Probably as much as Ragnarok. Wow, really? I might have bought the poster. I don't know if I bought the poster for Ragnarok or not. But yeah, for sure. Because in the end, I don't think it's that different from Ragnarok. And it probably should be. And maybe that's a bad thing for it. But yeah, it's probably not. I, I think probably the reason that it's lower for me is that where Ragnarok, I think I still, <laughs> I was still on board and still felt like we yeah. were going somewhere. Yeah. Big picture. Yeah, I well, think I, there is a distinct yeah, we had it, energy difference between Ragnarok and this movie. I think I I, I don't know. It's because it's the first one. I mean, the first time you ride Space Mountain, it's different than the second time. You know, it's like, I, it's I think for me personally, it's because it's the first time. It's like it's fresh. We'd never had something that humorous, and also it's like some of the same beats are like we had a wonderful, compelling villain that came and went. Um, 
We had mention of other heroes that were there for a little bit, but we just kind of got them to a different part of the galaxy at the end. I don't know. The, the only big difference is Loki, <laughs> and we should have had him here too. But bless you. Bless you. Wow. You're allergic to endings. I did love Russell Crowe as Zeus. I don't think we ever Yeah, we didn't talk about Russell Crowe as Zeus. Absolute blast. When he walked down the stairs and twirled his little skirt thing. Dude, the the, the skirt twirl. He got all those Aussies in there, didn't he? And the abs. It's because they shot in Australia. So he was like, do you live close? Can you drive over here and be Zeus in my movie? (laughs) The abs on the very like pot-bellied armor made me cackle. Wonderful. Wonderful. Like a little guy, like a little fella. Like a little guy. Like a little guy. I, I, yeah, Russell Crowe. I mean, I like Russell Crowe almost always. Mm-hmm. I think the MCU needs more death, permanent death. Dude, I kind of think so too. Yeah. Whether that's Korg, whether that's Valkyrie, whether that's Sif, we had so many opportunities. Jane, even. And we didn't, though, right? We didn't yeah. even really. I lose think we're Jane. afraid to permanently put anybody away in case later on we decide that there was actually a better route to go instead of killing them. They yeah. Use the multiverse. I'm, I'm right. not saying it's a good idea. Yeah, you know, use it well. We didn't. It's weird that we didn't get any reaction to Jane's death. We saw a statue, but we didn't revisit Darcy. We didn't revisit Selvig. Movie's too short. That was a yeah, strange. We, I could have used about thirty yeah. more minutes on this movie to really give me yeah. some more juice in a couple different places. How do you feel about Thor returning? I mean, I like Hemsworth in the role. Yeah, I do too. I'm cool with it. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what like to do. What? <laughs> like yeah. that's the thing. That's to me. That's the. That's the problem that I'm at right now is because like in, in Iron Man, when we saw Iron Man will return right after we'd seen Nick Fury hand him an envelope and says, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. We know what he's returning to do. Right. Yeah. I don't know what we Thor's returning no to do. So I don't really the care. End of, great. The end of Captain America, the first soldier, when he is punching the punching bag. First Avenger. What? First, first, Avenger. first Avenger, yeah. When he's uh, yeah. I conflated Winter Soldier. <laughs> he's the first soldier ever. Yeah. It's crazy that he invented war. There was no soldiers at, until him. At the, at the end of Captain America 1, when he's training on the punching bag and Nick Fury walks in, it's like, we get to go, oh my gosh, he's going to meet Iron Man. Yeah. And in this, it's like, oh my gosh, of course he'll return. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and even We're, even later movies, when we see Black Panther will return or the Guardians of the Galaxy will return, we have some idea of what they're returning to do. Yeah. Yeah. We are in an interesting we're an interesting age for the MCU. For it to start when we we're we're going to have cognizance of all of it, right? Like the very first one all the way to now. It is so unique. That I, I, we're not going to get those feelings again, unfortunately. Yeah, I think you're right. We're not we're not going to get. I think you're right. I would just love to feel like it's going somewhere. That's what I would like. To I want to feel like Thor will return as a promise and not a threat. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's exciting. Just don't make us do this again. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be Taika's like involvement with Star Wars too. I mean, Disney has basically favored him, I think, and are like, you will work for us now. Um, but I feel like if Thor was just like Mando. <laughs> It was like, hey, it's in the MCU universe. Every now and then we'll talk about what else is going on, but he's just going from planet to planet and killing people who are trying to kill him and in the world. Like, is that better? Like, does he just not need to be a part of the MCU main storyline? It's better if it's like that from the inception, but that, I mean, the Thor that we have watched change would care too much about the people he has. Oh, I'm not even thinking of that. I'm thinking from like, you're saying from from this point on, from now on. That's the one I'm saying I have a problem with. Is like changing it at movie five. Yeah, It just seems inconsistent with the character we've built now. But yeah, I would say that if you wanted to introduce Thor now, I would make him sort of a space Viking that goes from planet to planet defending them from threats and then sometimes works with the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this entire phase outside of, uh, you know, being with Peter Parker in New York. It's like everyone involved either has access to the multiverse or can fly to another world. Yeah. And so it's so hard in a narrative that is so thinned out right now to make anything concise and simple. You can go anywhere and do anything. And that's kind of working against yeah, us. I agree. Anyways, we're going back. Into yeah, the let's let's wrap it up here. Let's wrap it's it up. It's a post credit scene. It's a quick post credit scene. Uh, don't The Pod Boys will return. Don't forget our most anticipated movie of the year comes out next week. Yeah, that's week. true. It is Jiggly. 
Giggly. And uh, it is uh, going to be, I think, terrible. None of us have seen it. We're very excited. Uh, ben Affleck, J-Lo, back together. Benifer. If it gives... Uh, if it gives us anything close to the Catwoman, Halle Berry Catwoman, yeah, yeah, I'm really that's need true. Some of that big time, that's true. I need a palate cleanse after some good movies and some movies that were also good, but not good in the way I wanted them to be good. Mm. Our next new release though is Nope, and that's fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. Two weeks about from that. now. Yep, I'm very pumped. About More that. like yep. That final trailer. Gird looks- your loins. To be quite fire, quite yeah, flames, my, my guys. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our names and give our best volume appropriate impression of the goats from Thor, Love, and Thunder. Volume appropriate, he said. For two chunks and a hunk, my name's Jordan Wonders. That's pretty good. I hurt my throat. Yeah. Watching you made it scarier. <laughs> yeah, I actually hated it. your the... face stayed the same. Yeah. And I didn't know when the voice was coming. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a I didn't scare. appreciate the tongue work. It, the, the shape it, felt it needed really to be important. there, didn't it? It needed to be there. I'm Doge, and it's like a like we heard uh, they're big. All animals have a, a large and a small sound that they make. We heard their large sounds, and their small ones more like this. Huh. <laughs> That's what they do if they see like a spider. That's what I do, but like a regular one, not a shadow one, a regular one. <laughs> I'm Carter, and. <sighs> I, I can't do it. I, I, oh, interesting. It might have come out. I don't know. I don't know if it got read there. It was I a whisper. I think only goats can hear it. it was, oh. I think only goats can hear it. Mm. Yeah. You tapped into the goat frequency. There's just like screams of grown men around my house. <laughs> what? I want to know who did the voice acting for that. For the goats. <laughs> for Satan. It's like that joke in 30 Rock where they blow the whistle that only people over like 70 can hear. And Kenneth is <laughs> stomping. He goes, what? Anyway, good night. Good night is my favorite. the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.